Welcome to the Get Out of Porn podcast. I'm your host, Joe Wilkie. And last week we looked at the shame cycle, how debilitating it can be, how how difficult it can be to get out of, um, and, and some of the reasons why we have to get out of that and break free from that if we ever hope to find freedom from our porn addiction. We have to learn to love ourselves, to accept love from God, and to accept love from others. And when we're in the midst of shame, we can't do that. And that's what breaks free of this intimacy disorder. So recognizing we are worthy of love even at our lowest. And so we wanted to get that out of the way so we could get to today's topic, which is how do we talk to our significant other about our addiction? And I say significant other because it may be a girlfriend, it may be a fiance, it may be um, it may be obviously your wife, but I also realize there are some women that struggle with this that they may need to tell their boyfriends, their fiance, their husbands about this struggle and this addiction. And so how do we come clean about some of that? First and foremost, we need to understand why we are coming clean. This is unbelievably difficult to do. And if you aren't grounded in the reason why, it's so easy to skip over it. Well, look, if I just fix myself and get over it, then she never has to know. Maybe I can just kind of sweep it under the rug. I'll work past this on my own and then we'll go from there, right? She doesn't really need to know about my addiction because that would just scare her off um, and, and push her away. Well, what's the core negative belief there? My addict self is worthy of being rejected, is is worthy of being unloved. And I hate my addict self. Therefore, um, my wife or my significant other might hate that part of myself as well. And I can't handle that. So I, I would rather not tell her and would rather... Um, just push through and do this on my own. But the problem is, once again, it's an intimacy disorder, meaning we don't feel close to people. We don't feel we can be close to people. And intimacy, as we've talked before, is vulnerability plus authenticity. Are you really being vulnerable if you don't tell her? Are you really being authentic if you don't tell her about your struggle or vice versa, again, with a woman to a guy, if, if the woman is struggling with this addiction? Are you really being intimate with them and allowing yourself to be known on on the deepest level. Um, No, you're not. You're holding things back, and you will always struggle in your relationship because there is a lack of connection. There's a lack of honesty. There's a lack of vulnerability and authenticity in any relationship that is built on lies or built on half-truths or on unspoken things um, that aren't coming out. So in order to make the relationship what it ought to be, what what it absolutely can be, you have to come clean. You have to tell them about the addiction. Otherwise, you are holding yourself back. And anybody who thinks they can get out of the addiction by being secretive about it is fooling themselves. That's not possible. Um, I, I shouldn't say it's not possible. I'm a, I'm sure somebody has, but not in the right way because they're still shaming themselves and still saying that I will be rejected. Therefore, you're not really out of the addiction, are you? You're you're just running from it and not running to something else. And we want to run toward a better relationship. We want to run toward a depth of relationship that we have not previously had. And so that's what we're chasing when we're open and we're honest with our with our emotions, with our struggles and everything else. So I want to break this down piece by piece. I want to start with to the girlfriend. How do you come clean to the girlfriend? There's all this advice. Well, if you just push it off, you know, wait until you're serious and you're in the relationship and then you kind of want to, you know, if you start off with it, then there's never going to be a relationship. That's horrible advice. Horrible advice. Because what that means is now we're going to get emotionally invested and now I'm going to break her heart by telling her I'm going to wait to drop the bomb. And now she has to deal with dropping the bomb um, 
while being very emotionally invested to me and you risk so much betrayal trauma already. If you tell her up front, there's very little betrayal trauma. She likes you, you like her, but hey, I happen to struggle with this and I am working on it and I'm very, uh, I want to be open and honest about my struggles and just let you know that this has been a struggle with me in the, for me in the past. It's a struggle today, but I'm actively working on it. I'm seeking therapy or I'm listening to this podcast or whatever it is, right? And you let her know that this is something that I am working on and I'm not content with, but I also don't think it's fair to get you into a relationship and then drop the bomb on you in six months or a year um, and, and really bring in the betrayal trauma. And they might leave you. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. They might leave you. They might say, uh, yeah, that's too much. I don't want that. I want somebody who is a little more put together or who doesn't struggle with this. To the women, I would say, um, you know, to the women that are on that side, well, I'm going to wait. I'm going to hold out. Good luck. I hate to say it, but statistically, um, what you want is a guy who is doing exactly this and being open and honest about it. Like, it's going to cause you to fear that any other relationship you get into, does the guy struggle with it? Does the guy not? Do you struggle with it, right? No, 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 I've never struggled with that. And then they find out five years into marriage, yeah, he's got a raging porn addiction he never told her about. You can you can guess how many times that's happened. Um, lots and lots and lots is the answer. So you want somebody who is truly going to be open and honest. And this is what I was with with my wife when we first got together. We were just starting the courtship process. We had We liked each other. We were getting to know each other. But before we really started that, I said, hey, you have to know this about me. Like, this is a struggle I've had in the past. I am in a much better place, but I'm still working on it, and there may still be some difficult days ahead as I'm working through this. And it almost broke the relationship up. Actually, your dad came in and let her know, like, hey, expectations-wise, you need to be aware that this is a fairly common issue. And so shout-out to my father-in-law, Randy, for saving saving our relationship from the very beginning. Um, but I thought that that was the only fair way to do it. She had to know. It's not fair to rope her in and then drop the bomb on her later. And it also created this um, this understanding in our relationship that, hey, we are going to be a thousand percent honest from the very beginning, even about the things that we don't like, even about the struggles, even about the temptations, the things that are very difficult. And by and large, I mean, I think as far as I'm aware, we are incredibly open. Um, and my wife and I talk all the time. We're incredibly open and honest with each other about any of these things, the struggles or what, or yeah, whatever it may be. Um, and it's created what I consider to be a very strong marriage. I think both of us are, are very committed. So girlfriend wise, tell her up front, just get it out of the way. The longer you go, the more betrayal trauma you create. Now this idea of betrayal trauma is really going to come in in the next two. So I will take a second and kind of define it. It's exactly as it sounds. She sounds, she's very betrayed by your, um, by, and, and it's traumatic. She's very betrayed by you getting this far into the relationship and then showing that actually you've been looking at other girls online um, in compromising positions and with a lack of clothes. So now she gets into, I'm comparing myself to who, you know, who have you seen? So in the last six months, right? Or, or especially as a fiance, we got engaged, but you've had this problem. We got engaged, but you know, you've been looking at somebody else and lusting after them. How dare you? That's trauma. It's traumatic. And we may have talked about this in a previous episode, but the way that it works is typically there is in the discovery process, discovery one, she's just very sad. She's hurt. Discovery two, um, she's very angry. 
right? You promised me you'd never do this again. She's very angry. And discovery three is there's PTSD. And I find that, you know, the PTSD and the trauma that is re- uh, involved with the discovery is very difficult. Well, coming clean, if you've been discovered, then you know how difficult that is. For anybody listening to this, like, well, my wife already knows that I have this struggle because she's found me, but I don't know how to go tell her because I told her I'm doing great. Um, we'll get to that in a, in a minute. But if she has not found you, yes, it is going to be horrible to tell her because she trusts you. So for the fiance, for the for the wife, she trusts you. There's going to be betrayal trauma, which is, you know, it's going to be very, very difficult. She thinks that you betrayed her trust. She thinks that you betrayed her because a lot of women have this idea that you have been, obviously you're lusting after somebody else and they think it's because they're not enough. So it's going to hit them um, with their self-esteem and that can be crushing, but it's also, it's it's going to externalize toward anger toward you. So they are dealing with, with feelings of guilt themselves. Maybe I'm not enough for him. I must not be enough for him. He's going somewhere else, which is really not what it's about at all. But now they're angry at you because how could you betray their trust? I thought that you were Prince Charming. I thought that you loved me completely and clearly you don't. This is where you backtrack. No, 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 I do love you. I do love you, which is true. You do love them. But that's not what they see. They're seeing you acting out and it hurts. And so we validate the hurt. We sit in that hurt with them. And we let them know when we go to tell them, we we sit them down and we say, honey, or whatever you want to say, um, I don't call my wife honey, but whatever you call your wife, um, can we talk? I'm gonna sit down. Yeah, your your heart's gonna be going about 300 miles an hour, you know, 300 beats a minute. Um, she's gonna be going, what's going on? Are you, are you better tell me that you're cheating? And she's gonna think after you tell her that that maybe that is the case that you are cheating. But what you say is you don't minimize. You you don't tell her that you know it's all fine. You say for the last however long. I have struggled with pornography and I'm really actively working on getting it out, but I want to come clean to you because I care about this marriage. I care about you. I care about, um, you know, I care about honesty in the marriage and I haven't been and I take full responsibility and I am so sorry. And I know that, that you're going to think that I am not caring about this relationship due to this, but I am trying everything I can to get out of it and to do whatever it is necessary to break free from this. But I realize that our relationship is never going to be what it could be as long as I'm looking at this and as long as I have not come clean about it. And she's going to be, if, if she doesn't know anything about it, she's going to be just destroyed. She's going to be so hurt and it's going to be, I don't, I can't believe what I'm hearing. How long has this been happening? Prepare for all the questions. What are you looking at? I would not engage with the, what are you looking at? Like I said, it's pornography. Um, I've been struggling with it since I was 12 or whatever it is. And well, why didn't you tell me when we were dating? I was scared to, honestly. I thought that you would, I thought that you'd leave and there was a lot of shame involved. There is a lot of shame involved with this, right? And all the questions, all the anger, everything is flooding forward. She's trying to pick up the pieces of her life that just shattered in 20 seconds. You need to validate that. You need to sit in that and recognize your wife is not overreacting. Your fiance is not overreacting. Your fiance may say, we're done. And may leave. Give her some time. Don't fight back. Give her some time. You say, I want to fight for this relationship, but I also recognize that this is very traumatizing. This is very hurtful. This is betrayal. And I recognize that, and I just want to give you your space. Let her 
come to this and, and work through this, some on her own, but continue to show her love from afar. While she's doing this, she may run to very, very difficult people. I hate to use the word toxic, but very uh, truly toxic people that say, oh, you just need to dump him. However, if you can have somebody else talk to her or if you can continue to talk to her, continue to say, I love you and even if you choose to leave me, that's your that's that's your decision to make. I have put you in a position where you feel you need to, and I understand that, and I'm owning up to that, and I am so very sorry that my struggle has done this. And once again, validate, validate, validate. When these guys get angry and they come out and, and you know, guns ablaze, and how could you do this, and, you know, why in the world would you leave me? I'm being honest, and I'm being open. Hey, pump the brakes, take a chill pill for a second, and recognize that her life... Her entire life was just wrecked, was just flipped upside down because of this confession. Give her some time to process it. This is so difficult. So for the girlfriends, they may decide to leave and it's not worth their problem, in which case you say, okay, maybe it's not. And I'm going to find somebody who can recognize and appreciate the work that I'm putting in and that is willing to accept me at my worst and is willing to help me be the best that I can be. You got a winner. That's fantastic. Like my wife. I mean, just she's handled it so well and has helped me in my, uh, you know, in, in stay clean and in my recovery process. Um, that's not always the case. For the fiance, give her some time. She may break up initially. She may come back. Definitely don't push her away. Be very open with her. Be very honest with her. Don't try to, well, it's not that big a deal, right? It's it's not that big a deal. Or I've, I've only ever looked at girls in bikinis or whatever it is. Like, no, you don't need to tell her what you've been looking at. But you do need to be very honest and not sugarcoat this thing and try to lessen the blow because what's going to happen is she's going to find out just how bad it is. And you talk about more betrayal trauma, now she knows you're lying. Don't give her that. Let her know what's been happening, how long this has been going on, how serious the issue is, what you're doing to get rid of it. Be very open and honest about it. And for the wife, give her some time. She may pursue divorce, but in my experience, most wives don't go for the divorce on the first one. Where they start going for the divorce is has there been infidelity? And if there has, um, that doesn't mean that the divorce that the divorce is imminent, but that's going to be very difficult. You need to get into therapy immediately, couples therapy if you can to work through and have her get into therapy to work through the betrayal trauma. But if it's just porn related, give her some time. You need to be doing everything you can in getting yourself accountable in going to therapy into working through your issues. Do what you can. In the meantime, though you need to give her some space. I don't don't think that, you know, this is what's going to happen is it's going to trigger your rejection. It's going to trigger your core negative belief. See, I knew that I was worthy of rejection. I knew that when I came clean and she's wanting to divorce me, I knew that, that the addict part of me is worthy of rejection. That's not true, but you can't, not everything happens in a bubble. Keep in mind, she's feeling rejected. She's feeling worthy of rejection because you've been going and looking at someone else. You're both feeling now at this in this moment very rejectable. And the question is, are you going to step up and be the man and do what you know to be right? Or are you going to allow this to fester and to to get worse and for the bitterness to grow and for the rejection to grow inside where both of you end up walking away eventually? Take the lead, do the right thing, come clean, fess up to everything, validate her as much as possible, love her through this, because she's going to struggle to love you through this. So you show her what that looks like. Um, be there for her. You don't need to put yourself in the doghouse for the rest of all time. No, she might put you in the doghouse. 
I don't agree with going into the doghouse. What you've been doing is sinful, it's wrong, it's hurtful, it's terrible. At the same time, step up, validate, accept her consequences, accept her boundaries. I don't want you sleeping in the bed. Okay, okay, I get it. Um, so when coming clean, I just realized, you know, I'm looking at the time. I realized I could go on and on and on. We're going to have to have another episode on this because I don't want to go for 30 minutes on this. We may have to have a part two or, or another episode in the future about dealing with some of the questions and dealing with some of that. But here's the main principle. So I'm going to summarize because it's been a little, little all over the place, but there's so much that goes into betrayal trauma that trying to capture it into a little 20 minute or less podcast is, is kind of futile. Um, here's the main thing. First off, you do need to tell her. First off, so you can look yourself in the mirror, right? You can look yourself in the eyes and say, this is what's necessary. So do it also to establish this is the most loving thing you can do. Establish a better relationship. Chase that beautiful marriage with your wife, that beautiful relationship with your fiance or girlfriend. Be honest about it. Second off, validate the emotions. They're going to be incredibly hurt. They're going to hate your guts potentially. Validate it, understand it, accept it, and realize, this is why we have to do some trauma work, realize that doesn't influence who you are. It doesn't define you. It just means you're really, she's really struggling with this and, and you're in a tough spot. So validate the emotions. Um, third, make sure that you come clean fully. Do not do this, you know, tell her a little bit here and tell her a little bit there, this like staggered um, disclosure. That creates way more trauma and way more hurt because there's a lot of lies. When you come clean, be honest about it. We do this thing in therapy, a full disclosure. A lot of times there's a polygraph at the end. Be willing to do the polygraph if you must. Be willing to do whatever it takes to try to come to a good place with your with your significant other. Um, fourth, write it out and be loving. Be caring. Be thoughtful. Um, do what you need to do to express your love. And if she chooses to leave you, that is her prerogative and you can't make her stay. You have hurt her. But if you show that you are a guy who's actively trying to work on this and who loves her no matter what and is just trying to do the best thing possible, I think she'll understand. Um, at least she will more than than if you defend it, if, you're, if you just go into victim mode, you go into, hey, I guess I'm worthy of rejection or, hey, you can't reject me, I reject you. Um, those things will not help. And so stay loving throughout this process no matter what she does. Accept her boundaries to make her feel safe and go from there. So that's going to wrap this up. It's a bit of a longer episode. We're going to have to come back and maybe deal with some other betrayal trauma questions and such. But um, that's going to wrap it up for this episode. And in the next episode, I believe we are going to look at brain science, the actual addiction aspect. How does this work in the brain? And discuss some big uh, scientific words, and we're going to go from there. So that's going to wrap it up for this episode. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening.